I know, I know. And I'll be walking around with one of those passports that they give you trying to get signatures from all those people in the puff suits. So you're you're in the thick of it. I'm in the thick of it. Christmas has started a full bore over at the Vasallo household. You've got guests in the area. We do, we do. And we've got a big um, Christmas week ahead starting on... Um, when is Christmas Eve? Wednesday? Mm-hmm. Wednesday. It all starts on Wednesday. I'm working still Monday, Tuesday. And um, and then Wednesday, it's full full craziness. And then on the weekend, on Saturday, I guess, or maybe it's Sunday, we fly to Orlando to Disney World. Orlando! So I know, I know. I'm just, uh, it's going to be crazy. I'm, I'm excited. It's going to be nuts. So you are some of these uh, European travelers who are flying into the U.S. to help prop up our economy, huh? Exactly. And what's going to be funny is the plane um, leaving London's Gatwick direct to Orlando. I can just imagine all of the uh, the Disney goers that are going to be on that plane. I'm sure there'll be, you know, I hear that those types of planes are stuffed full of people with mouse ears and uh, oh. wearing princess dresses and all that kind of singing songs as they uh, descend into um, oh, U.S. airspace. That is you know, gorgeous. It's going to be something else. It's going to be it, something else. It's like flying to Las Vegas on New Year's Eve. Pretty much. Pretty much. And I can't, I mean, I'm sure Disney World is super packed year-round, but this has got to be one of the most crowded times to go, without a doubt. Without okay. A doubt. So are you guys staying, I guess they call it on campus? We are on campus. We're within the Magic Kingdom. I in the kingdom, yeah. Uh, there's some kind of a monorail system that will take us from our um, hotel maybe to the Magic Kingdom itself. I'm not sure how, what the distance is. But theoretically, it's all it's all there. And um, Are you staying in the, in the hotel? I think like 30 years ago, it was called the Contemporary, where yeah, the, the think, monorail goes through it. I think that's it. I think it's called the Contemporary. It's Something like an A-frame. Like yeah, <laughs> lovely. Like a huge A-frame. That's, you know? that's actually the hotel we're staying in. That <laughs> sounds familiar to me. We'll be at the Contemporary. Does that mean it's close? Is it close to the uh, to the action then? Yeah, it's really easy. So, uh, so, all right. Yeah, so I stayed there once. Uh, the only time I went to Disney World. And I took a road trip there on a spring break when I was maybe 16. with uh, From Massachusetts to Orlando and back. So that's the only time I've been there, but we stayed in the contemporary. Right. Um, yeah, I, I don't. So is is uh, Hattie prepped? I mean, does she know what the insanity that she's about no, to experience I, as a two year old, three year old? Yeah. So she just turned three. So she's just starting to understand what's coming. And we've been, you know, sadly, we've been inundating her with Disney films so that she can get the most out of the holiday. Wow. So we've been watching The Mermaid and oh, <laughs> over and over and Frozen and, you know, God, Frozen and Let It Go. You know what's interesting is on BBC Radio yesterday, Radio 4 is, is kind of the NPR out here and it's talk radio and some good cultural things are on. And I often turn to it if I just need some, you know, kind of a lift or something new or their documentaries are really good. And yesterday I flipped it on. And their documentary was with a Welsh singer-songwriter um, who has translated the song from Frozen, Let It Go, into Welsh. And she then performed it over the radio. And it was, 
I mean, I thought that song was bad in English. It's so bad in Welsh. It's, and it's got all the, the under, you know, the underlying music is the same. It's just, it's screeched out in Welsh, which is just, it's painful. I'll have to find a link to it so you can enjoy this. So as a full British citizen now, you have a bad attitude about Welsh? No, no, no. Welsh is a lovely, lovely language. I, I give the Welsh credit for keeping it alive and it's on the street signs. It's a lovely language. But uh, Let It Go is such a horrible song in any language right. that uh, it's particularly bad in Welsh. And I think most Welsh people would agree if they heard that rendition. All right, let's get into this. So Let It Go is a horrible song, not because it's tone deaf, but because it's manipulative. Perhaps yes, the the highs. It's very manipulative, and it it's for you know young children get addicted to it like crack, and then they have to play it over and over. And for me, I it's one of those things you can't get out of your head. Yeah. And what's been really annoying me is sometimes songs that don't get out of my head will loop as I'm like reading and something I like really want to read and I get mm-hmm. into, and I keep hearing that song in my head and I I can't read. It's it's evil. It. It's pretty evil. It's, um, you know what it is? You know what I feel like it is? It's like, uh, it's greasy. It's like, uh, when you go out in the garage and you're doing some kind of home thing, you know, thing around the house and you start leaving, uh, footprints everywhere. (laughs) Like that song just gets everywhere and you can't scrub it away. And it just sneaks around the corners of your brain and comes out right. Like you said, when you want to be thinking about something else, doing something else, and then you're driving down the highway at 70 miles an hour screaming, let it go, let it go. Well, are all the, um, are they doing a lot of, I, I assume the woman who sung that and all the voices from that show are they on good morning america and that kind of stuff all the time and well still i I think i think you and i have hit it late because of the ages of our kids so i i guess a year ago it was probably huge you know um but it doesn't matter because uh the only time in our kids life is now and it's huge now (laughs) it's it's ridiculous and uh we tried to it's it's like a I didn't buy a cell phone until what, 2001. Like I tried to hold on as long as possible. So we did the same thing with frozen. We tried to hold out as long as possible. And, uh, now we've just fully given in and, but there's kind of an interesting thing in that, uh, just not 20 minutes ago, she was on the piano singing the song and trying to bang it out on the piano, like full throat singing it. So she's totally into it as well. Let it go. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Oh, God. I, you know, I feel for you. At least she's trying to do the piano part of it. That's, that's impressive. The funny part is until talking to you, I didn't even know it was Disney. I mean, I guess I could assumed that, but. Do you know that it's, um, it has become the top grossing animated film of all time? No. What did it beat out? Like a mermaid or something? Uh, Toy Story, I would think. Or maybe Toy, Toy Story, Story 3 right. or something like that. Um, but it is the number one animated film, which is crazy because it's a really um, poor film, I think, as well. The story barely sticks together and it's, you know. It's... Yeah, yeah. So, uh, all right, all right. It's so funny. I can't believe I'm coming to the defense of this horrible. Uh... Well, it's based on a Hans Christian Andersen fairy tale, isn't it? The Snow Queen? 
there's a lot of other horrible stuff going on in the world. You know, Frozen is really low on the list of horrible right now. But uh, Yeah, but it's so bad. But it's, <laughs> it's a, such a major part of our lives. You know, I realize there's current events, but... So here, my question is this. Like, is it... I think it's better than the stuff that was that that other kids were having five to ten years ago. I do. I think it's better. Like what was five to ten years ago? Like Dora the Explorer and stuff? No, like um, I don't know. I think about like uh, like cartoon like Arab princesses and frogs and like mermaids. Oh yes, and, like Mulan, Africa, stuff. which was a, a Chinese story where everybody was dressed up like Japanese samurai. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Wait, say that again. Well, it's Mulan because I we saw this the other day, and it's based in China, in medieval China. But everybody's dressed up like uh, Japanese samurai with kimonos on. Yeah, it's completely. See, um, the... They've messed it up completely. Like I have a folder that I acquired at some point in the last fifteen years, and it has a it's a collection of one hundred and fifty vintage cartoons from the history of cartoons. <laughs> you know the the glorious. PC, uh, socially aware (laughs) history of cartoons. So it it has a dark and evil heart, uh, as, as do, as do people. And I think that we're, it's getting a little bit brighter and scrubbed up along the way. So I, Mm. you know, the fact that there are these two sisters involved and they're kind of a, a duo, that's, you know, that's kind of good, I guess. But yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to paint, uh, paint a rosy turd i i I agree with you (laughs) well isn't there some kind of a um church backlash saying that um that 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 it shows or 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 it hints towards bestiality with um christoph and the 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 reindeer the moose because they're always together and apparently are very close and then the fact that the snow queen herself must be a lesbian apparently oh, oh gosh um, and let it go is her an- anthemic way of coming out of the closet the great thing is that as a dad you just prove that you're really researching the topic in its full <laughs> no, to make it's, sure that this i can't avoid to make it. sure that Guardian, it's appropriate viewing sake. that's great it's everywhere <laughs> right next to everywhere. the julian assange expose <laughs> yeah exactly yeah quality reporting uh yeah it, it's corrosive it's corrosive not yeah, I feel like it's oily and corrosive. There's something about it. It's um, but hold on, okay, that snowman, that snowman's all right. That yeah, snowman kind of song, that's hilarious. Oh, the summer, yeah, yeah that's kind of cute. It's it's, for, cute. it's cute, right? The first hundred times was okay. Yeah. Eddie, I don't know that there is anyone this year who's going who's voluntarily going on a trip to the magic kingdom and not just going, but staying there, not just one yeah. day, but multiple days who feels the way you do. I know. I know. And I'll be walking around with one of those passports that they give you trying to get signatures from all those people in the puff suits. And I, yeah, I'm, wow. I'm going to be looking There's Theoretically, there's an adult area. Um, and I'm just hoping they've got some craft beer or some, some microbrews in the adult zone. There's yeah, it, it being uh, Disney, I bet it's all controlled by the big distributors, That's and you, what I would you think, won't get yeah. good stuff in there. But well, I've been thinking about driving down there and coming and seeing you, seeing you guys. Um, but it looks like a six-hour drive. Oh, dude, um, I appreciate the um, even looking <laughs> into it. Uh, but I, you know, I would wonder even if you get there, 
you probably have to go through all kinds of zones and security and all kinds of, you know what I mean? Oh, like it would right. Be crazy to like, even reach the hotel, you know? I, yeah, like I'd have to get you to get off campus probably in order to um, meet you for dinner or, or even after dinner, after Hattie goes to sleep or something. Like it would be real, uh, it would be like we were having an affair or something. <laughs> They'll be like electrified fences, you know? We're going to have to, like, bring some meat to throw to the dogs that are guarding the fence, and I'll, I'll shimmy over. Yeah, that's crazy. I there Two things happened when I was there as a teenager. One, there's a video that exists on my old friend's VCR, probably, of us spinning in the teacups. Oh, right, yeah, a, I remember the teacups. POV on me as as we were spinning in the teacups and I just got sick like <laughs> oh it, so that's been recorded yeah I just I can't stand spinning and actually when I think about it I have I have like um what do you call it psychosomatic dizziness if I think of something that is dizzying I get dizzy oh wow wow yeah so and then uh then we were racing these jet skis <laughs> can't even believe it we had jet skis and we were racing around this island and we came around you know to the blind side of the island at the top we were racing in opposite directions and instead of me going right and him going left we <laughs> rammed right into each other oh, and, and flew off and broke one of the jet skis and it was just like that it was like one of those just totally stupid teenager things you do uh yeah that could have ended much worse. Wow. And this was inside the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. And we kind of, we towed back the jet, the, the jet ski or we were able to get it back, but it was smoking and kind of half submerged, as I recall. <laughs> oh, my um, God. And then the other thing is, if you want to ride Space Mountain, just go there first, the first of the day, and just ride it until a line starts. And you can probably ride it like eight or nine times in a row. <laughs> Oh right, so that's the that's the only like legitimate adult roller coaster thing, is it? It's 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 not necessarily adult. It's probably teenagery, but it, it's it's fun. It's pretty interesting. All the oh, stuff right. has has a level has a production value that's really high. Like this is not it's not a regular amusement park experience where you can really see the seams without uh, looking and and the cracks and the oh my gosh, this thing's been here for forty years and it looks that way like. You know, uh, but then again, my knowledge of it is is way dated. <laughs> well, I uh, I can't wait. What what I am disappointed about though is is being in the um, the states, even for the short period, I won't be able to see the um, Seth Rogen film, the interview. That's that's got me really disappointed. Apparently, there's a brouhaha so, going about that. They're not even releasing that outside of the states, right? They're just like they nuked it. I don't know. So is it is it on torrents or anything? No, but that's the funny thing. If you steal a hundred and terabyte, a hundred terabytes of data, and you already release four movies that hadn't been released, like they re they released Annie onto torrents like two oh, weeks before it came out, right. and and some other stuff. Um, I don't know why I'd know what torrents were out there or not, but this is the word on the street. <laughs> um, Anything good? Yeah, Anything else? No, 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 not Sony. at all. But yeah, so if why would they release it if they don't want it to be seen? 
but I, I, I don't know. I'm still, I guess maybe we talked about this last time a little bit, but I, I don't, totally don't believe it's um, a country. I think it's kids. Oh, it's totally kids. No, we didn't talk about it last time because I think it really escalated in the this week um, with Sony pulling the film or whatever. Um, but it's just so fascinating that that now, for some reason, a lot of people and and the uh, we, we were talking about what we both heard on that podcast where clips were taken from the news, where a lot of people are proclaiming that what in quotes, is likely been done by North Korea here is some kind of declaration of war, which is just crazy. It's Over, crazy. Uh, reaction to this. Um, and it's not, I'm, I'm I, I don't even think the proof of, yeah. even points to North Korea. And it's amazing that um, something like this, uh, a Hollywood film getting hacked is a declaration of war. Um, over some of the other stuff that occurs that that people do. And it's crazy. It's just crazy. Obama is having to play this kind of avuncular grandpa if there's such a thing basically so talking, what's he doing? What's talking he everyone down from the fence. He, he's like, look, I think he said this morning in a statement, this is not an act of war from North Korea. <laughs> like, right, right. Come on, you crazies. Um, it, it, the, 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 the first thing that came to my mind when I heard that they pulled it, I was just like, oh, now it's OK for the terrorists to win. You know, like yeah. the terrorists have won. You know, we spent so many years of rhetoric with the Bush administration about the terrorists. You can't let the terrorists win. The terrorists have won. And uh, there it is, like, just turn over. And uh, it didn't make any sense that they pulled it. Um, and where people are, you know, now over this issue becoming super patriotic about standing and fighting. And really, for a I dumbass mean, movie, it's, it's so funny. Movie. You know, who cares, really? Who it's, cares? It's, it's yet again, man, it's 2014. Every, there's, it's just every three weeks, there's some ridiculous story that makes you realize we're living in the future. Like this is a script of a science fiction film from five years ago, like yeah. a film inside a film. They make a really bad, dumb movie that makes people want to go to war. And then there's a cyber hack. I mean, it would be that script yeah, would have never gotten past. No. Yeah, would, yeah, exactly. But do you know that apparently the, um, they had they screened it or got approval from somebody in the the government to release it, um, so you know the whole thing is just ridiculous. That's... I just can't believe it. But it's it's funny because uh, you know, and I think the podcast we listened to this week said it as well. You know, until Hollywood, when Hollywood starts getting touched, and when entertainment and big stars become the uh, the target, that's when it's that's when we've had enough. You know, that's when the knives come out. That's when uh, we won't stand for it anymore. Yeah, I know that corporate hacking goes on to a level that is definitely not reported, but the level of hacking that went on with this, the fact that they took over people's screens while they were at work with a JPEG, you know, screensaver that says, ah, you've been hacked. Like, that's a, that's a, that's like a television program's uh, fictionalization of what a hack looks like. You're sitting there staring at your computer, and then like a picture of somebody comes yeah, up. A and skull says, and crossbones right, come, and the, right. and the jawbone goes up and down and laughs. So it's super uh, fire coming out of its eyes. Theatrical. I really, I just don't feel like hackers have that sense of humor, or or let's say this group of hackers. That I, it feels too close. Like I think it's somebody who is close to the organization, may have worked there in the past, like spent months on the network figuring it all out. And well, don't you know Sony Pictures had some massive layoffs? 
um, you know, uh, like huge numbers of layoffs, uh, including from their IT team, just before all this happened. So, I mean, it 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 would that would sound to me a lot more plausible. Just some disgruntled, half laughing, um, I'm going to get them back kind of thing from an ex IT worker. Um, then state-sponsored cyber terrorism. Isn't that funny using the word cyber? Cyber terrorism. It's great, man. The... I haven't heard that since cyber cafes of uh, 2001. The, the, the whole thing's so funny because there's basically this dearth of information. Nobody knows the facts, right? The FBI, in their statement, they came out and they said, we know it was North Korea because of reverse engineered pass codes and other code that looked like other t attacks from them. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything like it doesn't mean anything like I, I wish investigative journalism didn't take so long and so much money because I want to read the story, the real story. Like, who is this person or group of people and how did they do it? And what like the OK, if it's not somebody in North Korea, think about what that what these folks are doing right now like let's say in wisconsin they are having the time of their lives yeah they are, they are loving it <laughs> the, the question becomes though if they actually trace it to somebody in a bunker in wisconsin do you think that they're ever going to make that public i don't think they can i think they're just going to be you know that they'll all shake hands and agree not to talk about it ever again and just keep the the guns pointed at north korea that's a that's a great question and that's a I, I mean, then we get into real wag the dog stuff, right? Like never let, what's the, the phrase, never let a uh, <laughs> good tragedy go unexploited, uh, you know? I'm exactly. totally mangled the exactly. quote, but you know. Like... No, it's a good <laughs> right. opportunity. And, and regardless, irregardless of how it came up and who did it, um, I have to think the powers that be, um, you know, whoever it is, it stands to benefit politically will um, be excited to keep it going somehow. I, I guess to clarify, it, I think it's got to be inside because if it was outside, why hasn't something like this happened at this scale already? Like, mm -hmm. why, why hasn't something like this already happened? Because it's hard, maybe? Uh, it definitely, you know it's a disgruntled IT worker. <laughs> you know, because you know those guys. When they leave, they're like, they've never appreciated me. I've been fixing their stupid machines. I go down there all the time. They, they don't know what I could do. <laughs> I'll show them. Everybody the forgets do, their password, and their password is password123. Yeah, password123. <laughs> Capital P and an exclamation mark at the end. He's like, that's it. I've had it. I've had it. You wouldn't oh, believe what man. I could do. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So, yeah. It's, but is it it's, is it still headline news there every day? Is it being discussed on the um, I can't talk turn, shows? I, I can't turn on any of that stuff, I, so I really don't know, but I get the sense that it is. Um, I had CNN on maybe three or four days ago. Last night I was more watching like local Brooklyn news about these two cops that were shot by this crazy guy and um, in kind of, quote, retaliation for the Eric Garner choking death. This guy went out and assassinated two cops on the street in Brooklyn. That's wow. a crazy, that's a crazy thing because um, it's like a, a little flash pot. You know, the last thing protest movement needs is um, things happening against it that can really galvanize uh response yeah I, i'm not putting it into good words but uh I, honestly i feel for mayor de blasio he's in a rough spot um gosh 
Yeah, I saw this footage this morning of him walking by policemen. This is since this since these two cops were murdered, and all the cops that he walked by turned their backs to him as a really? sign of "fuck you." Like, so you get some that's next level kind of Batman type stuff with Gotham, where the mayor it has come out and said that you know Eric Garner's choking death was uh, ridiculous and should never have happened. And then two cops get killed while the assassin is mentioning it's for Eric Garner. And then the mayor walks by cops and they turn their back on him. I mean, that's that's some pol- heavy-duty politics going on. Wow, yeah, I haven't heard about any of that. Um, and he he's white and his wife is African-American. So, like, I kind of like watching their family and paying attention to what's going on in his world as a honorary member of the 15 percent you know <laughs> he's, so he's how long has he been mayor uh, i don't even know how you know, yeah maybe like sound familiar for me. i think last november or oh, right. yeah so it's been about a year now what did he replace bloomberg or something or? yeah yeah right, he did okay. and he seems like a decent guy uh you know kind of has his head on his shoulders and interested you know he's got teenage kids and one of them goes to a public school i believe and so, you know, he's interested in making the city better and making the education system better. And, you know, your, your standard democratic, semi-progressive big business. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, sadly, the business part is... He's, yeah. no, he's no Dennis Kucinich, but, you know, we'll take, right. take what we can get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how about you? What are you doing for Christmas? I, I told you about all my Disney stuff. What's, what's happening at uh, Team Murphy? <laughs> Team Murphy West. We got the tree up. We got an eight-foot tree. Yeah. And uh, the girls psyched. In fact, we're going out on a surprise uh, jaunt this afternoon, taking her to see Christmas. Because I I don't know if I was telling you that uh, she doesn't know Santa Claus's name. She just calls him Christmas. Oh, that's cute. So if if she sees a Santa, she's like, it's Christmas. And we're like, yes. Right, exactly. Well, that's what that's what Hattie. That's what we say here, Father Christmas. We don't say Santa. Yeah. So Father Christmas is what. Uh, so it's kind of you know. That's the same she's thing. She's close, yeah. Mister Christmas. So we're gonna go see uh, Christmas today. Uh, my friend has an art gallery, and <laughs> Santa's gonna be there from one to three. So we're gonna go check that Fantastic. out. Fantastic! That's uh, the place to do it. But. Um, yeah, I'm just spending a lot of time like researching tech stuff for work. I'm rebuilding a lot of infrastructure and for work, so I'm spending my days off like going nuts on WordPress and figuring out all these new crazy plugins and um, and I've I, I, I'm you know how you fell into this vintage video game stuff this fall, mm. dude. I've fallen in the last two weeks. I've fallen back into brewing hard, really hard, good. Hard. Yeah, so I've got a couple of so, so, small batches going right. and yeast starters, and I'm thinking about a whole new tact, like a whole new shape on making beer in the home. <laughs> really? Yeah. So, so in what way? Like a like an approach, a process, or more? Yeah, like a, like making small batches like every week, and small batches like two gallons, like a gallon or two gallons. And just experimenting, and uh, actually, I've net. I and I think I'm going to only work with um, bugs, so uh, Britannomyces and 
lactobacillus and these yeasts that are wild and funky and untamable and create sour, funky beer. So once you make a decision wow. to brew sours, it's really hard to be able to brew both kinds, both styles, like regular ales and sours, because they, your equipment gets, you need two sets of equipment and ultimately like two kind of separate brew houses to do both. Yeah, I would think even the air and stuff would have to be separated to a certain extent, wouldn't it? Yeah, so I'm just going to embrace the funk and just uh, try to make some really fun, sour, weird beers. And also awesome, I've man. got a couple in process and yeah, I'm l learning a lot and it's just unbelievable how much more knowledge there is out there than there was when I was last paying attention to it. So I'm stuck. And are you, it. are you keeping a record of it? So have you set mm -hmm. up a, a site or are no. you making notes? No, it's just or... all in a little notebook. <laughs> right. Gotcha. Physical notes. Are you writing on paper? Yeah, I have to write. Oh, it's yeah. funny that with brewing, I don't know if it's because it, predates the internet for me, but I always have to write all that stuff down. Like I can't have it digitally. I don't, yeah. Makes yeah. more sense to have it just scratched, scratched in a real notebook. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I'm going back to physical writing, handwriting again, but I'm doing it with a, well, with a stylus, digital writing. So uh. <laughs> I've gone full circle. I used to do nothing. So like for the last 14 years, 15 years, I've done nothing but typing notes and meetings or thoughts in my head or running between places. I, I still type it, whether it's in a phone or a tablet or even pulling out a laptop, but I wouldn't write anything. And I miss having, you know, just a little pad and pencil or, or something. I used to carry around a pad and pencil all the time before all this digital crap. And, um, and yeah, my way of going back to it, uh, or in a way marrying the two, is I'm starting to, to use a digital stylus and writing down in notes. And it's interesting. It's a little laggy and a little slow. Um, but, um, but yeah, it's my new thing for now. Apparently, apparently kids can't even, te like teenagers can't write in cursive anymore. Like they, they don't teach really? it. Yeah. Yeah, I can't write in cursive either. I do capital block letters. Hey, I got one last question for you. I've been wanting to, yeah. to raise this with you for a few weeks is I had this idea in the, and, and it sounds like you got an awesome party you got to get back to too. But um, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, there's, there's <laughs> no, you're, you're, some you're people good, you're over good. partying downstairs. So uh, I had this idea in the fall and I, I haven't been able to completely put it into practice, but let me know what you think about this. But so there's this whole minimalism movement, of course, like smaller houses, tiny houses, less stuff, sell all your stuff. Um, and what that would look like digitally. So I, I had this thought about, oh, what would it be like as an experiment to just narrow the scope of what kinds of information you allow into your mind in a particular day and basically kind of take the internet back to what it was when there weren't a lot of websites. So basically like limit yourself to two websites, let's say that those are the websites that you look at and uh, read things and get your information. And if you were to kind of employ something like that, what would they be like? What would you narrow it down to? You mean like a couple of websites kind of view of yeah. things? Interesting. I don't know. But would it count if one of those was a RSS feed reading site? Or is no, that no, that's totally antithetical. You, yeah, you then you're pulling uh, all this different like, stuff. That's yeah, kind of like on, three man. wishes and my first wishes. I want a thousand more wishes. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, gosh. Oof. I have to think on that. 
So you might have to leave me to think on that. So you can think about it. Here's what I've been thinking about for myself is that I got a gift subscription to the New Yorker and I haven't had the New Yorker in maybe 10 years. And it's just awesome to sit down over the course of a week and dip in and out of it and try to read the whole thing. I used to make myself read. I'm such a dork. I used to make myself read the entire New Yorker, even the the theater listings front to back every week, just so I could learn about everything like classical music, you know, theaters, like rock, you know, whatever. Uh, But I I don't read all the front section anymore. Right. But it's great. It's so New Yorker, the printed New Yorker, Metafilter as kind of the place that is posting stuff from all over. And it's an old website. That's another one that's been around forever. It's just kind of a, link aggregator and then um and then the new york times i got a guest subscription to the new york times for a few months like uh yeah and i don't know i've been thinking about just kind of staying with those two and a half information sources and seeing uh what that would be like i haven't really started my experience i've kind of dipped my toe into it and it's it's pretty neat but it's this idea like a kind of digital minimalism for information yeah, it's interesting. My only worry would be, especially with news, if you get it from just one source, that could be that, that That's could true. be a bit dangerous. That's true. Even the New York Times, which I do, I, I think the writing's fantastic, but of course they, you know, have a certain slant on things as everybody does. So if um, so, like it's by extension, I was like, well, what would the podcast be? You know, like what would yeah. would yours be? The Daily Tech News Show is that the name of it? Oh, podcast-wise, yes, probably that, because it'd be tough for me. It's just 30 minutes a day I really like. Um, but it really matters what month you asked me that question, because a few months ago it would have been one of my retro arcade podcasts, <laughs> plus Daily Tech News show, plus right. a baseball podcast. Right now, because the off-season in baseball has been so exciting, uh, I would say yeah, probably the... one of my baseball podcasts, um, a tech podcast, and maybe... Um, I don't know. I'd have to think about the third one. So is Theo Epstein? Is Theo Epstein going to turn around the Cubs? Like, is the is the is this Cubs thing going to happen this year? It, it's on its way. Well, they signed Lester, which means that it's got to happen soon, sooner than a few years from now. But I think more exciting, the most exciting thing for me is what's going on in San Diego right now. The Padres. I'm I'm so excited about it. I almost want to root for the Padres now. Um, it's almost like this guy has taken over the A.J. Preller, who used to work for the Rangers, interestingly, and now is first-year GM of the Padres. And it's like a guy who's taken over a fantasy team from somebody who had it years before and they ousted that owner and then gave him this fantasy team because he's just blowing up the team, trading left and right. He's brought in tons of new players. It's so cool. It's so exciting. As a fantasy baseball player myself, uh, I'm jealous. I think he's doing fantastic. Do other people see it the same way? Is this kind of known story that like uh, this general manager is kind of playing with real people as if they were a fantasy team? Uh, you know, I don't know if they've, they've taken that view of it. That's just my default because I can kind of see what he's doing from kind of flipping players. And he's being really um, kind of cutthroat about it. Like he'll get he'll get a catcher. He's already flipped two catchers this week. But he'll get a catcher and he'll stay on the squad for a couple of days enough time that they will have interviewed this guy about moving to San Diego and he's probably prepping it and all that. And then he flips him again and just moves him. And that's what you do in fantasy. You just you don't care about any of that stuff. You look at stats and the players and you just move them around. 
you know, you move him around the board, and that's what he's doing so aggressively. When when was the last time the Padres had any hope? Have I missed out a, an amazing Padres a run while, at the pennant? A while. I think since, do you remember Ken Caminiti and yeah. uh, those guys, late 90s, I think, would have been the last time. Um, but they did. I think maybe they make, made the postseason 2003 or something. But they've wow. been terrible since then. So it's like it's, somebody taking over the Clippers, like from Dan, from from Sterling or something, and making them great. Oh, but I guess that's kind of happening. Like the Clippers are actually could be pretty good. I I, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about yeah, basketball. I don't know basketball very well. Um, that's awesome. I I'll keep an eye on them. But yeah, sorry. Back to your original point as far as picking podcasts. Yeah, it'd be tough for me at any one time because I think I'm kind of fickle. I think I flip around so much based right. on – so whenever I get well, interested in something, my first stop is to go look and see if there's a podcast on it. And then I kind of go down those rabbit holes and I get a few podcasts on whatever whatever subject it is. Um, maybe add a few RSS feeds uh, and then a few months later I'll move to the next thing. So that's the thing. It's to cut back on this fickle flipping, right? It's to cut back on the switching. It's to cut back on the yeah. I'm not committing to anything. I'm just using what works for me right now. And all that can lead to a pretty, you know, distracted mindset. That's um, true. Yeah. And at some at some point, we've got to talk about the new hipness of uh, mindfulness and meditation. I, it I, is very hip now. Isn't I can't it? believe yeah. it. I I'm, I can't believe what I'm seeing. All these things, all these things are suddenly cool. Yeah, <laughs> we that's can, true. You can only be ahead of the curve for so long, I guess. Right? <laughs> like then the yeah, curve catches exactly. up, well, and you're done. <laughs> I know, that's how I i'm know. feeling these days we have to find a new a new uh front a new wave new, new yeah or new new exactly all right hey uh go find the new new in orlando all right thank you very much i will um be wearing uh um mouse ears for our next podcast mm-hmm.